Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, your friendly neighbourhood fool, and today I'm suggesting that any fool can have their head turned. You only have to be in a humdrum or miserable situation for long enough, and anyone who comes along with a friendly smile, throwing some disposable income your way, will look like Mr, Miss or Mrs Wright. Or at least, Mr, Miss or Mrs they'll do. So please bear that in mind before you judge poor old Mrs Eastworth, Clint's mother, and her strange attitude to her own son, as revealed during the sketch sequence you're about to hear. The saga of Clint Eastworth, his mother, and Harry Giggleswick was recapped in episodes 2 and 4 of this season of Any Fool Can. Now, here's the next instalment. Brand new! Hot off my notepad at the beginning of May 2021. It's perfect weather to be at a pavement cafe on a pedestrianised city street. Morning, Mr. Melchizedek. Morning, Eli. Hey, waiter. Another frappuccino at table 19. Gee, boss. You sure got style. I don't like to raise my voice. A beautiful day, Mr. M. Hmm. You know, Eli, I love Tucson in the early summertime. Yeah? But, uh, we're in Bucharest, boss. That's what I mean. Jeez. In Tucson, the hookers are clean. Burritos are cheap. The hotels are crummy. And the cops look like John Wayne. Over here... The hotels are clean, the cops are cheap, burritos are crummy, and the hookers, well... Well, we'll soon be back home, boss. <laughs> Beats me how these people can stand to live here. These, what are they, Pomeranians or something? Like I said, boss, I got a feeling we'll be back home soon. You're grinning like an idiot, Eli. You got some news? I got a call last night from Zadok, and he'd heard some news. Zadok? Where did we station him? I forget. He's in London, England. He'd got word from one of his provincial contacts. You just put your elbow in my guacamole, Eli. Oh, sorry, boss. Anyway, Zadok had word from one of his provincial contacts that a man fitting Harry's description was seen swaggering out of a drugstore in some petty ante limey town in the north. How sure are they? Pretty sure, boss. Right down to the Montana red cowboy boots. Okay. Swaggering. Cowboy boots. Looks like Harry. It's probably Harry. Zadok get the name of the town? Yeah, it was... Oh, uh, 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 okay. Never mind. Eli, fix us up with tickets for a flight this evening. We're going to England. We'll do, boss. Harry, Harry, Harry. What have you done with my three million, Harry? Boss, are you gonna eat that tomato? Eli, I'm gonna chew him up and spit him out. No, I meant this tomato here, boss. Meanwhile, 
in a veteran motorhome on the Welsh coast. Are you going to eat that? What? Are you going to eat that croissant? Oh, our Clinton and his croissant. Don't mind the Mr Gigglesweet, there's a good lad. I'm just asking, only it'll be going cold. Take the damn thing, Frosty, if it'll shut your yap. Thank you. Are you all right, Mr Gigglesweet? You seem to have something troubling you. Don't pay me no mind, Mrs E. I'm just, uh... I'm just wondering what we might do today. Well, I'm sure we'll have a very nice time, whatever we do. It was a lovely surprise, you hiring this Winnebagoo thing and bringing us to Fairbourne for the weekend. Hiring this what? This Winnebagoo. That's what you Americans call them, isn't it? I've read about them. Mum, it's a motorhome. Just say motorhome. And it's nothing very special. It's downright elderly. I bet it was dirt cheap. Well, Frosty, as soon as I realised you weren't going to let your mom come along without you, I figured there was no point hiring anything too rich for your blood. <laughs> well, I think it's nice and, uh, and cosy. And bringing us to my favourite seaside spot. I've always loved Fairbourne, haven't I, Clinton? <sighs> yes, Mum. Mind you, Clinton's not very fond of it. Ever since he... George, I... Mum. What? I'm just telling Mr Giggleswick you had a bad experience in Fairbourne once. You see, he... Mum, don't tell him. Why ever not, Clinton? It's no harm. Actually, it was his own fault, Mr Giggleswick. He should have kept an eye on his... Mum, stop it. I can't believe you're going over this again. It was 24 years ago. I was only eight, for goodness sake. Why are you doing this? Why are you going over... Let your mum speak, short stuff. He lost his underpants on the beach, Mr Giggleswick. Mum! He was here for the day with his school. Got changed for a dip in the sea, and when he came out, somebody had stolen his pants. Oh, oh Mum! He never did get them back. Hey, Frosty. <laughs> You're a man of, uh, <laughs> hidden depths. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That just about does it. I am not waiting around here while you two snigger at me. I'm off. <laughs> Where to, Clinton? I am going to the campsite shop for your corn plasters and a paper. Shan't be long. Hey, while you're there, now that I'm ah uh, alive to the danger, could you pick me up a spare pair of briefs? Shut up! He... You know, I'm very pleased that you two get on so well. What? It means a lot to me. I shouldn't say it really, Clinton being my own son and all. But bless him, he doesn't make friends very easily. You being my lodger is just the boost he needs. Huh? Oh, right. Whatever. Mr Gigglesweek, are you sure you're all right? You've got that preoccupied look again. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's nothing. It's just that yesterday on our way here, I got a crazy feeling. Oh, oh yes, Harry. Ah, hang on to your foundation garments, Mrs. E. Not that kind of feeling. I had the cockamamie idea that somebody was following me. Us. Well, 
It is the A493, Mr Giggleswick. A lot of vehicles come along it just like we did. Yeah, I said it was crazy. And now I'll go and get some guidebooks from the glove compartment. See what we might do later. Let's leave the washing up for Clinton. After all, I'm on holiday. Outstanding. Oh dear. What? He's doing it again. I can see him outside the shop, talking to a couple of men. I think they were blocking the doorway. Yeah, so? I know Clinton's body language. He's being argumentative with them. That guy's got some attitude, Mrs. E. If he was taller, like average height, he'd be one scary customer. Ah, they're standing aside for him. He's just gone in. Very decent of him not to take offence. But that's funny. What is? The two men. They keep staring over at us. One of them's talking to a mobile phone. And they're definitely keeping an eye on this Winnie Bagoo. You sure? Come in, Luke. Oh, yeah. What's so interesting about this Winnie Bagoo? Mrs. E, why don't you sit down and fasten your seatbelt? I beg your pardon? We're leaving. Now. Mr. Giggleswick, what's going on? Do you know those men? Yep. Wish I didn't. Hold tight. But Mr. Giggleswick, what about Clinton? We can't leave him here. No choice, Mrs. E. He'll find his own way. Somewhere. Mr. Giggleswick, stop! Mrs. E, you don't want to meet those guys. You don't want to be in the same campsite as those guys. Preferably not in the same country. Trust me on this. Mr. Giggleswick, you've got a skeleton in your cupboard. I might have known. You've been so cagey about your past. Now I understand. And Luke, Clinton's come out of the shop and he's waving me corn plasters at us and he's looking horrified. And I've never known a vehicle to reverse as fast as this. We're sure to hit something if you're not careful. And Clinton hasn't even got his phone with him. I wish you'd stop so he could run and jump in. It isn't the day I was expecting it to be at all. And hey, and that... pipe down. I'm driving for our lives here. Well, I just hope we can stop off somewhere for some corn plasters. And that's where we leave Harry, Mrs Eastworth and mithered little Clinton for this season. They'll return in Season 3 of Any Fool Can later this year, and I hope you've enjoyed the series so far. Next Thursday, Commander Hassock, Talfrin and Phobes are forever blowing bubbles as they sail the mini-sub Skipjack into their brand new story. That's next Thursday for Episode 22 of Any Fool Can. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership.